Hey, it's Cullen Moss, and you're listening to Fandom Family Chats. Hi, everyone. I'm Shelby. I'm Amanda. I'm Eve. And today we're talking about One Tree Hill Top 10 Villains. And okay. how I did you guys do your list? I was going to say, I think I did my list wrong. Me and Eve were talking about it earlier. I don't think anyone did it wrong. I think we just did it differently, but I don't think it matters. We're just going to hang out and have fun and talk about some. Uh, I mean, we'll probably talk about villains. all the villains. We'll talk about them all. I don't think it matters how we did our list. We'll okay, just but I need to know how you guys did your lists. So everybody knows I did how mine, we did them. So I did mine scariest, like ones that I would not want anywhere near me to least scary. Okay. That's how I did mine. Okay. Eve, I did not I did mine based on the ones that were amusing to watch on screen based on how the actors portrayed them. Okay, so for 10, I have Tara. She was my number nine. And I Who? Tara. The um she was the girl that Chris Keller dated and she had with that, the purple hair. She had she the had cafe. Is this season school. nine? No, eight. Eight. I'm on season eight right now. In my rewatch, I've seen all the seasons. Don't get me wrong. No, it was nine. It was season nine. Okay, so I've only seen season nine one time, and that was the actual year it came out. And I hate season nine. It's terrible, but yeah, season nine. I am a One Tree fanatic. I love it so much. I hate season nine. (laughs) So you don't remember Tara? Okay, when you said the name, it sounded really familiar. I'm just trying to picture her in my head. I'll look her up. If I see her picture, I'll it'll come back to me. Hold on. She was mean to Brooke, and she's the one that got um, X to beat Brooke up, right? Wasn't she? But then she ended up saving Brooke in the in the parking garage. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I know who she is. I did. The only thing, the one tiny little thing that I did like about Tara being um, on the show was that she did bring out that vindictive side of Brooke, which was so fun to see because we hadn't seen much of that since like the earlier seasons. Mm -hmm. Once she grew up, like she grew up, like she didn't do any of that stuff anymore, but then she really (laughs) brought all that out of Brooke again. So that was really fun. Yeah. I do remember her now. They just, I had to, I had to look at her face. (laughs) She remembers story now but she's not on my list because i didn't remember her she redeemed herself for me when she helped brooke out but that's why i have her on the least scary part of it because like i wouldn't want her like i wouldn't want her like in my circle or whatever because she was a jerk but i she's not like psycho you know what i mean Mm -hmm. look at that all right so move on to my number 10 and I put her on the tin because she did the same. She redeemed herself at the end, which is Victoria Davis. She's my seven. I had her at six. Really? I think to me, she was almost not even a villain at the end. I mean, they got along so well. I put her higher up because I feel like she made a really big turnaround really, really quickly. By the end of the show, I loved her. At the yeah. beginning, I hated her. I was like, she needs to go away. She is crushing Brooke Davis's soul, and that is not okay with me. But yeah, I loved her, but not even by the end, like the last couple seasons. I love Victoria. Yeah, like she was a good girl too. 
season four, season five, Victoria Davis is, is it season five that she's really bad? <laughs> Seems to me season four and season five, she was a total witchy nightmare. And then she just really redeemed herself in the end. So that's why she's number 10. I couldn't put her any higher. I liked her too much. I had other people I hated more for different reasons. Okay, Eve, who was your 10? My number 10. And this person, I don't consider a big villain, but I just have them on here because this person was just so amusing and they are kind of a tiny villain. And that's Chris Keller. I had him as nine. He's on my honorable he, mentions because I love him too much. <laughs> see, I love Chris Keller. I did not love him in what season did it was season one we met him, right? Two, or, I think. No, two. It was two. You're right. So season two, two is when we meet Chris. I was not a fan. I didn't like him. I wanted him to go away. But then I, one, I liked him even back then. Once Nathan and Haley fixed things and then Chris was no longer a threat, I was like, I really like him. He's super amusing. He needs to stay around forever. Like See, Chris he... Keller and uh was it Honeygrove? I love that Chris <laughs> Keller. <laughs> and also Chris Keller, Chris Keller and Chase. What an unexpected <sighs> friendship, but that was so much fun. <laughs> yeah. He got on my nerves, like the first time around watching, he got on my nerves. But then when I watched it the second time, I didn't mind him as much. I could probably, I could definitely see that because I think rewatching it, I had already fallen in love with him the first time. So rewatching it, I was like, I already love this guy. Mm-hmm. Like I already know Nathan and Haley are going to be fine. Yeah. The more you watch, <laughs> the harder it is to dislike him in those earlier seasons. Yeah. He's definitely a comedic relief. Yes. To an extent. He's just dumb. <laughs> I think season nine, Chris Keller is my favorite version. Mm. <laughs> it When he talks in third person, like that used to get on my nerves, but like it cracks me up now. I, I really feel like one of my favorite Chris Keller scenes was him in the car when they're saving Nathan from the kidnapping. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That if I think of Chris Keller, that is the very first thing that my brain thinks about. Even though I've only seen season nine once, it's still that's the number one thing that pops into my head. And then he's running away from the warehouse. Chris Keller doesn't like this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Watching Chris Keller and Dan interact is what's so hilarious. Because Dan's like, Are you, who is this guy? I was so shocked that Dan kind of just pulled him onto the team and was like, okay, whatever, you can help. I'm like, Dan is going to murder Chris Keller. (laughs) And he's not going to feel bad about it. But let's be honest, though. I mean, what a redemption. I mean, going from, you know, practically pretty much competing with Nathan for Haley's heart to saving his, being a part of saving his life. I mean... <clears throat> talk about a redemption absolutely i mean was chris annoying 80 oh, percent of the time yes absolutely well, yes. probably even more than that i'd but... say 100 percent of the time but i still loved him he was amusing oh one of my other favorite chris color moments is when him and nathan are the, the doing like the poker game <laughs> and <laughs> the little guy oh my gosh that entire scene 
And really when he goes and sells that guitar for Nathan, it just shows you he's a really good person deep down. Yeah. He's also, I feel like, has like an only child syndrome where he's just, he thinks about him, himself, and I, and he wants whatever he wants. And I think that's why Chris Keller was off-putting at first. The only reason Chris Keller is a villain is because he went in between Haley and Nathan. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for that, I think he would have just been a comedic relief through the entire show. He'd be like basically another Tim. Yeah, but even better, I feel like. Tim Tim annoyed me more than I liked him. Oh, I loved Tim. He was one of my favorites. <sighs> I feel like poor Tim was just very flat, like just <clears throat> one note. But Chris kind of took it up a notch to where you really wanted to see him. Mm-hmm. No, see, I love Tim. Like, I think I'm in the minority here. Like, Tim was one of my favorite characters. He annoyed me more than uh, he made me laugh. I don't hate Tim. I, I don't just, hate him. I just would not pick him as one of my favorite characters. No, and he's he's actually one of those characters to me that I will forget about him sometimes. Just like I forget about Fergie and Junk sometimes. Even though when I watch the show, I enjoy him and I like him. They weren't on as much as I wish that they would have been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I do I do like not to get off on Tim now, but I felt like the way I'm glad that they brought Tim back in that one scene when they're in the library. Mm-hmm. Because we got we like season was at one and two, one, one and two, where you got to see Tim a lot and then he really just kind of fell off and you didn't really see him anymore. Yeah, because he was kind of Nathan's shadow and then Nathan kind of just like dropped him. Yeah. So I think if he had more screen time, I think I probably would have liked him a lot better too. But I feel like anytime he was talking, he was just annoying me. I but, was very excited to see him in season five when the girls were all locked in the- That was my favorite <laughs> Tim moment. Yeah, he, he started like sauntering down the hallway holding a pizza. I was like, oh my God, it's Tim. <laughs> <laughs> no, when he showed the picture of his kid and you realized <laughs> that it was Bevan's son. <laughs> So then you knew Bevan and, and they named him Tim Nathan. had a kid and they named him Nathan. And he was not a um he was not the most beautiful looking child, no. to put it nicely. <laughs> and I don't know why, because Tim is not bad looking. He's goofy, but he's not bad looking. And Bevan's pretty. Like, what happened? <laughs> it's like what happened to this poor child? They did not uh <laughs> inherit he did not inherit his parents' genes. No. At all. Poor guy. Better ask the milk man. <laughs> okay. Uh, Shelby, what's your number nine? Did Chris. Chris. Okay. okay, so it's my number nine. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, my number nine is Renee. I didn't remember her. Eve um, Eve right? told me her list and I was like, who's she? So you guys have to remind me. She's my number eight. She got in between nathan and Haley. oh well. she's is she the one that was saying that nathan cheated and he didn't actually cheat yes okay yeah. that one she and it was such a blip you know but the whole time it was happening she really irritated me like she, she played a good villain she wreaked a lot of havoc yes in just, that little short time yeah for just one tiny storyline i was like my golly yeah, I was not a fan, especially since, you know, she also destroyed Jamie's life. Yeah. 
that was she another destroyed Haley's life Nathan's life like she destroyed everybody's life and only it, she wasn't even on for the whole season was she it was just a few episodes I'm glad that Haley finally seen through it though I mean it it After she went to jail lot. yeah <laughs> she put um, her I in jail did not, I did not feel bad for Renee I was like go Haley Mm-mm. I'm sorry you have to go to jail <laughs> but I good love, job. I was so worth it oh I love her smack her oh Oh, I love seeing Haley um, smack anyone. She did that to Rachel too, didn't she? Yeah, Yeah. I love, so I know this isn't like, this is kind of off, but I love Haley's possessive side when it comes to Nathan. Like, oh yeah, I love it. She's very protective over her. I mean, her family, I feel like Mm -hmm. Nathan or Jamie. Mm -hmm. The thing about, I love about Haley though, is it's not necessarily Nathan she's protective over. It's their relationship. Mm-hmm. that she's protective yeah. over. like she does not want anyone coming in and destroying their relationship it's not just about Nathan because she trusts him yeah she just doesn't want anyone coming in and messing up her family yeah she's very protective over her family I don't feel like as much about Quinn and Taylor but even like with Quinn she was very protective over Quinn mm-hmm. and her mom like how hard she took that it's her family so Eve who's your number nine my nine was Tara. Tara, okay. Mm. So my number eight was Rachel. She's on my honorable mentions. The only reason I had her on here was because of her pushing Jimmy to do what he did. Yeah, that's true. Like, I feel like with Rachel, it was more that it was more of like her mental health that caused every single issue that she had, whether it was drugs, whether it was exposing people to make herself look better and somebody else look worse it was always a like a head game to her that was I feel like a lot of Rachel's was childhood trauma and so I don't that's why she's on my honorable mentions just because I feel I feel like I feel more bad for her than I ever did like get really mad at her so I was like man you just had like a really sad freaking life yeah I mean I get that but I don't know I think it I like Jimmy a lot and I think that I'm I was a little protective over Jimmy in a way so I think that that's why I feel the way that I do about Rachel because like she kind of in a way pushed him to that point Mm -hmm. um but I mean like later on like when she was dating when she was with Dan like she was hilarious I mean like she I feel like she kind of redeemed her this show has a good way of like having enemies that they redeem themselves too yeah with with like some of the smaller enemies not like the big ones but it's just I feel like in a way she redeemed herself too but I have her on here because like I said I have her low down because I'm not scared of her but yeah she was a jerk I also was not a fan of how Rachel treated Mal Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like I feel like she used him to make her she used him to make herself look like she was a better person. Mm-hmm. And because Mouth is, you know, who he is, he completely bought into it. And he was like, yeah, I see the good in her. She's a good person. Because, you know, that's, I mean, Mouth sees the good in people. But I was like, no, honey, find new friends. I always thought she was pretty genuine when it came to Mouth. Like, I know she left him in Honeygrove and she she has done her fair share 
she's on my honorable mentions. I don't love her. But I feel like with Mouth, I feel like she really did care for Mouth, not ever in a romantic way. And I feel like she kind of led him that way when she shouldn't have. That was a bad move. Mouth, though, he's the type of guy who didn't get girls' attention that much. So then when he did, he read too much into it. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Like when he was like thinking he was getting together with Rachel, like the whole time I'm like, what are you? Don't be in- dumb. Like, don't be dumb. Mm-hmm. You know, she's just playing you and not like in a mean way. Like, and I mean, Brooke kind of played him too. If you want to play it that way. I mean, he, he just read too much into it. Yep. It, it was, he was the nerdy guy. And when the pretty girl would pay attention to him, he thought that it was more than what it was, or I guess wishful thinking. He, he hoped that it was more than what it was. I love mouth though. I mean, you guys yeah. know, I do. He was, he was one of my favorite ones too. Yeah. The one but, thing that always pops up with me, like I, anytime we're mentioning these people, I'm trying to like think of like that one moment that like when you think about like Rachel, what's the first moment that pops into your head? Like mine with Rachel is, um, of course, it just blanked out of my mind the entire time I was leading up to this. I got mine. Go ahead with I, yours. I don't say the word, but Haley slapped her straight in the face. Oh, that was a good one too. Mm-hmm. Did she throw a drink in her face too? I can't remember. I feel like there were drinks thrown maybe, but she definitely slapped her in the face. And (laughs) I think the best look was just the look on Haley's face. I was like, Ooh, that is scary. That is a scary, scary face. And then Twit or Skills is standing there and he, and he's just like, yep, you need to leave. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite when Skills does that. I really, that's another one. And we're talking about villains today and we keep talking about all the people we love. This is an issue. But because <laughs> I feel the like they kind of go hand in hand, though. The villains yeah. mess with the people we love, so we have to talk about them. That's true. Skill's one of those people that just, he's so genuine in his love for his friends. And I just love that about Skills. Unpopular opinion, I loved him and Deb. I did too. No, I did too. Oh, I did too. I, did I mean, too. I think, I really think a lot of people did. It was weird yeah but it was very it it was awkward and weird but I also liked it I don't know how to explain that I feel like if he wasn't introduced as Nathan's friend and it was just some random guy from like another high school that like Nathan like played against in basketball or something like that it would have been like a little bit better taken I did too man what is my Rachel moment oh oh I know which one it was it was whenever she stole the money from Brooke Mm, okay that one that one always felt like bothered me one of the most things about Rachel and she did worse stuff but that's the one that always pops up to me because not only did Brooke just legit save her life she was giving her somewhere to go or to stay and just that was like the lowest of the low to Rachel to me and Brooke was giving her a chance when literally everyone else wanted to write her off it's like that yeah. is a crappy way to thank someone for putting up with all of your nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was just the mm, that one rubbed me really wrong, and I didn't like how she treated Millie. That always ir- irked me too. Even though Millie ended up, I forgot how much I got mad at Millie during uh, that whole modeling phase she went through. That was awful. Yeah, it was. She 
so we all know I love mouth she got on my nerves but then because like she always seemed so genuine and like she completely changed like lickety split she changed yeah and then like season nine when mouth got fat which was the stupidest storyline I've ever seen in my life I hated that she she was such a jerk to him then too yeah and like even though it was a stupid storyline if you love somebody regardless of like if they gain weight or whatever like you should still be there for them you shouldn't break up with them you shouldn't treat them like crap regardless you know what I mean yeah exactly and I mean gaining weight in a relationship is normal I mean I can tell you I gained weight since I started dating Kenny every most people do Mm -hmm. it's because you get comfortable yeah exactly all right so who Rachel is number eight my number eight is Nikki see I didn't have her on as enemies oh she irritated me when it came to Jenny I had her a little higher up I hated her there was nothing I liked about her character nothing I like zero about her she took advantage of Lucas first of all (laughs) and then she goes after Jake and Jenny just after she wasn't in Jenny's life for that entire time she I know she was young immature whatever just abandoning your abandoning your daughter though that isn't that that always really rubbed me the wrong way with her and I never forgave her I never liked her she never redeemed herself yeah I put her up a little bit higher on my list and I had her up at number six and that's just because I did my list a little differently than you guys probably yeah but the reason I put her up a little higher is because you know I've heard the actress talk on she was on drama queens Mm-hmm. a few months ago and she seems like a lovely person she's very nice <laughs> or at least she seems that way and I was like she played a terrible character that I'm <laughs> guessing no one in the OTH fandom likes at all no. <laughs> so, good for her because every time I see her face now I'm like oh it's Nikki I know I do the that, same thing. That poor woman. I'm sure she's a nice person, but every time I see her <laughs> face, I'm like, that is the person who messed with Jake Jagalski, and I cannot forgive her. Still to the say, if I see her in anything else, I do not like her. Like I, 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 it's kind of the same thing you said. Like I feel really sorry for the actress because she took on that one part and changed it for me. That just means that she's that a good will, actress. Yeah, there's a character that we'll talk about later. I'm sure that that I feel the same way about. But the one thing about Nikki that I didn't like, the reason I didn't put her on the list is because I didn't really see her as a villain. Like, I mean, like I get where you guys are coming from, but I guess like I didn't really see her that way. But like the one thing I didn't like her is that she pulled the mommy card to try to get Jenny back, even though she wasn't there for Jenny, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, she, she knew that her being Jenny's mom, she would get custody regardless of like the situation or whatever. And she pulled the mommy card. And even though Jake was the one that was there for her and she was not, she didn't even know what kind of diapers Jenny wore. Like, <clears throat> I love the stuff that she bought at that store when he started taking it out. That was, mm-hmm. that was a little bit unbelievable to me mm-hmm. that she was, was buying that stuff for the baby. I'm like anybody with any kind of freaking common sense. Yeah. I remember that. I was like, well, to be fair, she doesn't know her daughter because she just took off, but also she doesn't know her daughter because she took off. Also, grow some common sense. From the One Tree Hill creator side, 
I think they could have played that part a little bit better. Yeah, like they made it just her, really not believable. Yeah, like like they could have had her like buy diapers that were the wrong size or like clothes or that she's that allergic were the wrong to. Size. Yeah, you know something like that, or like you know she can only use one wipes because she breaks out with other wipes, or she'll only <laughs> use one type of bottle, or she hates monkeys. Like that's just. I there's other stuff you can play with than like buying adult things for a baby because that I can't even remember what she bought her but it's just I remember thinking it was really dumb I feel like with Nikki there was a lot of potential for the writers to endear her to the fandom maybe just a tiny bit but I feel like she was just 100% villain like that's all she was mm-hmm. and I feel like it was a missed opportunity because I can see if they had just written it, her story a little differently, I could yeah. have grown to kind of like her a tiny bit. And I think that also if they had played it a little bit better, Jake could have stayed. I mean, I guess it would change the entire story. Because if Nikki wasn't so horrible, then Jake would have stayed. Then Peyton probably would have ended up with Jake. Because I really think that Peyton and Jake would have been almost end game. I think they would have been endgame if um, Brian Greenberg hadn't uh, left the show. I mean, we, we can we can talk. I can talk crap all day about the creators of One Tree Hill. But we'll leave the drama queens to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that is their title after all. So, <laughs> And they have every freaking right to. I mean, I'm 100% on their sides about this. <laughs> but I'll let them talk about that. But uh, there's they really did disappoint me with the whole Nikki character because there wasn't any type of we had no sympathy for her and I feel like any character even a villain you 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 get sympathy from him at some point or you're just gonna have nothing but hatred for it I mean even I'm sorry but even like murderers on uh horror movies they still even give you a little bit of a sympathy of like why they're like that but with Nikki it was like nothing she was just there's evil to be nothing, evil. There's nothing redeeming about her at all. Was so, that your was that your number eight, Amanda? Yes, that was my number eight. So what is your number eight? Mine um is Renee, who we talked about already. And we're not going to talk about her again. So <laughs> no, thank you. Back so, to Shelby. <laughs> Shelby, what's your number seven? Number seven, I had Victoria. Me too. Oh, you match. I think we talked about her already with Amanda, didn't we? We did. All right. So my number seven was Katie Ryan. Oh, I had hers four. Yeah. See, she's she's a vil- she's a good villain, and she did something horrible. But I'm not a huge Quinn and Clay fan. She scared the crap out of me. <laughs> she was. She played a really good villain. She, she scared really did. the crap out of me. Like that, that, literally like edge of the seat, like scared the crap out of me. Yeah, that season, gosh, was it season eight episode with the storm? Um, almost drowned? I I just watched it like a few weeks ago. I think, I think I'm in season eight. I think it's but yeah, eight. that episode where she was hiding in um, Clay's house and she had the knife and her hair was dripping. I was like, this is yeah. Like a horror movie. So, yeah. Good job to that actress. And sorry, but you will always be Katie Ryan. 
I see. I've seen her different stuff, and and I she doesn't affect me like not like Nikki does, not more like Nikki does. <laughs> and she wasn't even. I mean, Katie was. She was crazy pants. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and like, oh, she was so insane, and her looking just like his. I can't remember her name now. What was his ex? His Sarah. Sarah. That was. She scared the crap out of me. Like yeah. I, that's all that I'm gonna say. Like she scared <laughs> the crap out of me. Like so, I had nightmares so between her, between her and my number one person. Nightmares. Can't wait to get to our number ones. I think everybody. Was, I think I know where everybody is. She was a terrifying chick for sure. That's. Uh... She was. So I mean, down from the, you know, we didn't only get her in that one scene but just the whole like from her playing tennis and doing with that she turns around and he sees her for the first time and she just immediately t- attaches on to him that was psychopath one-on-one mm-hmm. like stalker i mean she was really up there i think with derek ian mm-hmm. and derek but i feel like she was really up there with him when it came to the stalker villain mm-hmm. one tree hill type of villain I feel like those two were pretty similar mm-hmm. in villains in the show. Okay, so you said Victoria was your number seven, right, Eve? Yes. Okay, I want to make sure we don't skip over you. So for me, number six was Dan. He's higher on my list. He's my number one. I love Dan too much. He's not number one. <laughs> my number six was Dan, and it's only because I did my list who I'm most afraid of, and I'm not afraid of him. Mm-hmm. I can, he I can was, definitely trust Dan. He was like, if he was, I think I'll be afraid of him if he wasn't on my side, but I think if he was on my side, like I'd be good. But like, he, yes. he was like one of those funny villains to me. Like he reminded me of almost like those Scooby-Doo villains that like you kind of run circles around. Well, at the end. Mm-hmm. Now, if you think about Dan, like season one, two. Oh, he was absolutely evil. He was hor- like, I didn't even like his character. Like, I didn't like anything about him. Like, he was a jerk to everybody. He always was plotting these plans against everybody that he thought was against him. I feel like he was the longest villain. He's not, like I said, he's not on my number. He's not my number one, but I can see why he's Eve's number one because he's like, he is like the longest villain. Yeah, he is my number one because of the way that I did my list. Paul Johansson hats off to him because Dan could have been a very one note just evil character and he really brought layers upon layers to Dan's character and he kind of put us in the position where sometimes we were like oh wait do I like Dan now oh no now I I don't like Dan okay wait now we're back to liking Dan do we like Dan now I'm confused so I mean that poor man every time I see his face automatically I think Dan Scott (laughs) but um yeah I think he did a phenomenal job with that character like I said it could have been very one note but he brought so much to that character he did he brought a lot of layers and depth to the Dan Scott character that you never I mean watching when he killed Keith you never thought that you would he would ever have a redeeming story like when Mm -hmm. you first watched that for the first time you're like, this guy is dead. He is off. He is off my list. And just how he wormed his way. Because watching that the first time, I remember thinking there is no coming back from this. No. But I mean, nobody ever like fully like trust. I mean, 
I'd probably actually, I'd probably trust him with a kid. I did love his relationship with Jamie because I truly feel that when he was finally allowed to be a part of Jamie's life, he saw Jamie as a second chance to be a good dad because he knows that he messed up big time with Lucas, obviously. He messed up with Nathan. And then here's Jamie who has no idea, you know, of all the bad things he's done. Well, at that point, he, he didn't know of any of the bad things he'd done. So I really feel like he saw this as a second chance to be a good dad. And I feel like he did a, he was a good grandfather. He was a terrible dad, but he was a good grandfather. He was. I'll give him that. The one thing that I liked about the show, I'm a firm believer of letting someone make their own opinion about somebody, regardless of like what they do to you. And I love that Nathan and Haley, regardless of how terrible Dan was, let Jamie form his own opinion mm-hmm. because Dan was a completely different person with Jamie. Absolutely. I mean, they still, you know, had to, prote- I mean, they were still obligated to protect their kid. So they did a pretty good job of, you know, walking that line of protecting him, but then also letting, but also letting him form his own opinion, which was nice. Yeah. Because that was, I could imagine how hard that would be to have your kid want to be with your dad who killed your uncle, who was a complete abusive father to you mentally, probably physically sometimes, I'm sure. And then being able to have the, like the ability to let your kid even see them once ever, ever have them back in your life. That says something about them. Yeah. And I think one of my favorite moments with him and Jamie was when he was honest with him and said, yes, I did kill great uncle Keith. And then Jamie just said, I want to go home. I don't, I I don't remember exactly what he said, but like, I don't want to go home. I don't want to talk to you anymore. And Dan was just like, okay, you can be mad at me. I get it. You're allowed to be mad at me. I did this terrible, terrible thing. That was real. That actually broke my heart when he was, I was like, no, like, but, but he's so nice to you. <laughs> like Jamie should just be okay with Dan at that point. It's fine. Like I know he's a murderer, but he's so nice to you. So it's okay. It's fine, Jamie. It's okay. I do love later on. So right before Luke, Lucas and um, Peyton left, this was after Sawyer was born. Yeah. So end of season like he, six. Yeah. He and Lucas were having conversation I don't remember what Lucas's question was but then Dan said well everyone has to have everyone's story has to have a villain I'm sorry I had to be yours yeah I was like I don't know why but that is a really good line it was and it it was so relevant oh you know what one of the other parts that kind of pops out with me for Dan is when he brings Jamie home after like the kidnapping and Lucas just decks him out in the driveway and then Nathan joins in. That actually kind of really broke my heart because I did, we just saw Dan like fight for Jamie and like save him and like bring him back. And then all of a sudden he deserves, I mean, obviously he deserves it. He needs to be punched every once in a while. I think it grounds him. Oh, I don't know. Just gosh. that, that moment of when he hit him was really hard. Like that was hard to watch for me. It made me like almost uncomfortable. I think what was also hard about that um, scene all as well was how Dan just accepted it. He was like, yep, I deserve that. I'm not going to fight it. You know, another, another, another yeah, one he was just the- sitting there allowing himself to be beat up by his two kids. And I'm like, 
this is interesting because he's a smart man is he gonna leave (laughs) another um sometimes men need that though let's be honest not just dan sometimes men need that another another um thing that stands out to me about dan too is when the dog eats his heart all of you guys said that i was evil because i literally laughed out loud when that happened too the very first time it happened i did laugh it's funny every single time jeanette told me i was evil it never gets old well jeanette's no fun I laughed out loud like I hated Dan at that point and I laughed out loud like I was like ha you don't deserve a heart you don't have a heart anyway like it just made it so much better that Lucas was sitting right there and got to see it for Mm -hmm. himself yeah because you're like oh man (laughs) because you know that just made Lucas's day like this will be a fun story to tell my brother later yeah but like another dramatic thing though like when he threw the pager into the ocean and he just like kind of gave up like that was another thing that like that part got me like feeling bad for him though even though I just laughed at him about eating getting the heart eaten like yep it made me feel bad for him because I'm like oh now you've given up hope like you're a very complicated person Shelby I'm very (laughs) complex thank you for noticing (laughs) All right, what's number are we on? We we, we on obviously six. had to talk a while about Dan, but We're so on, Eve, that or, was my six. That was your six. Mm-hmm. My six is Dimitri. Oh, Dimitri! I don't think I had Dimitri. You I don't did not remember who one. Dimitri is. I don't remember. Who He's he the is. one who kidnapped him in season nine. He kidnapped Isn't that Dante. Me. No, Dante is the basketball one. He was the one. Who oh was- crap! I mixed them up. I meant crap okay never mind it's okay you know what i actually had to look it up because i do get those two confused i mixed them up i mm-hmm. thought that don so never mind we'll we'll get to it when we get to it go ahead dimitri all right so i don't really have actually that much to say about dimitri other than he's was, evil he was very evil but like i said i've only seen season nine he just i knew he deserved to be up on my list and he's number six because i I like other villains better that I feel like played a more villainy villain. I feel like Dimitri was kind of a short-lived one where he was really evil, but it was for a very short time. And that's why he's lower on my list. And also he got what was coming to him. Can I feel bad for him? Is he on y'all's list? Is he not on y'all's list? Where is he? I forgot. He was, to- he was supposed to, but I mixed up him and Dante. Oh, well, Dante needs to stay on your list too because he was evil as well. I had, so I thought that i had him as number three mm. but you have dante as number three mm-hmm. all right so thoughts about dimitri y'all He's he evil. was he was and definitely that's... evil he got what was coming to him i mean he was on for such a short time there's really not much else to say about. okay so we'll go ahead and move on from dimitri because i don't think any of us really want to talk about him we don't like him he's evil for sure but that's it he is he deserves to be on our list he is evil he obviously played a very good villain because we hate him so i mean good job to the actor he made this believable and he was scary so he was yeah. really freaky i had him on number three because he scared the crap out of me well yeah. i thought i had him on number three apparently i don't because <laughs> mix up the names but i i thought i had him on number three because he scared the crap out of me eve who's your number six mine was nikki okay okay so number five, I have Nanny Carey and she, okay. 
this was like a horror movie for me too to an extent and she scared the crap out of me too that cornfield was a horror shot yes yes. and i was like texting Jeanette the whole entire time and i was like listen like i can't do this like why do you have me watching this but tori devito kudos because she when we were talking about nikki and you guys said that like whenever you see her face that's how I feel about Tori DeVito because when we were watching Med and she was a pediatrician and I'm like, why is Nanny Carrie taking care of children? Yeah, every time she was alone in a room like with a child, I'm like, somebody! Stop yeah, her. yeah. Like when there was this one episode on Med where there's a little boy that she's taking care of and she was alone in there with him and I was texting Jeanette. I was like, please tell me that Nanny Carrie does not kidnap this kid. And she's like, wrong show, Shelby. I remember watching that cornfield episode and I was watching it with my mom my mom left she loves one tree hill I was watching with my mom and she said what in the heck kind of show is this I was like it's a teen drama aren't you paying attention she was like this is not a teen drama this is a horror movie she's like that lady is crazy that one was like her kidnapping Dan and the whole like time she, she was playing nurse to him <laughs> it was all very creepy like that was just full-on psychotic break crazy so good job Tori and feeding and feeding him the bugs <laughs> oh that was another well, really good dan moment by the way is whenever oh man shelby i'd forgotten about that thanks a lot <laughs> no i didn't <laughs> i just tried to forget about it but leave it to me to say what everyone's thinking and not want to say that was that was another good redeeming dan moment all right number five amanda nanny carrie oh twinsies oh twinsies we had to say number fives number five eve eve katie katie ryan i always have to say her full name i don't know why it's katie ryan this is kind of television news anchor (laughs) this is nice that we have so many of the same people we can just keep rolling yeah. yeah all right number four i had katie okay my number four was dan okay my number four was psycho Derek. oh i had him for number one he's my number three okay here's the thing with psycho Derek. maybe it was a, maybe it was a totally different time but a webcam rolling in your room non-stop 24 7 like what is this girl thinking that it was actually a lot more common back then though like creepy i feel like parents now are much more aware of internet safety than they were just back then because it was kind of still like it was new oh that's true it was new yeah think about the consequences to it i wasn't born back then (laughs) (laughs) i knew guess you were i knew that something was totally off about psycho Derek and you know yeah, I didn't I, like of him course I get-go. call him psycho Derek because I don't what was his real name I never even remember Ian. Ian yeah I don't think we learned his real name until like the very last time we saw him right so mm-hmm. yeah psycho Derek the first time we saw him I was like do not let your guard down this guy is gonna do something creepy and yep. um I write I like being right sometimes. I was mad because I totally trusted him. And (sighs) then that happened. And he's not, he's my number one because I had nightmares about him too. 
Yeah, he was another that whole that that tattoo on his back alone puts him up on my list of just pure creepiness. Mm-hmm. Did we have anything else to say about Psycho Derek? Just that he literally gave me nightmares and his whole I think the one <laughs> scene that like sticks in my head like whenever I hear Psycho Derek mm-hmm. is him chasing Brooke and Peyton through the house in their dresses with like the blood all over it and stuff. Mm, mine's and a scene when he goes out the window mm, yeah but that's the scene that pops into my head and that's the scene that i always have the nightmares about too he was a creepy creepy dude he really was and the whole backstory on that was so sad like you almost see there there it is you got some sympathy with him even though he was so evil you still had a little bit of sympathy because he had gone through something so traumatic did it excuse what he did no not at all i hate the guy but you still got that little bit of sympathy where, like, Nikki, you never did. All right. So who was, what number? That was your number four? Yeah, that was my number four. Your number four. Shelby, who's your number three? My number three was supposed to be Dimitri, but I have Dante. Mm. So do we want to just talk about Dante while we're here? Yeah, he's my number two. So Dante, he was evil too. He was the basketball guy, even though I mixed up who he was. <laughs> and he was like a loan shark, right? Am I right about that? Yes. He was alone. Okay. That's what I thought. Dante was especially evil to me because, well, I keep saying everybody's especially evil. Dante, like, I didn't really, I don't want to say I wasn't, like, mad at him because, I mean, he hurt Haley really bad, made Lucas have a heart attack, and made Nathan almost go to jail. He did a lot of bad stuff. But on the other hand, Nathan kind of put himself in this position and got involved with somebody that he really should not have gotten involved with in the very first place. So he didn't like, well, he did actually kind of seek Nathan out, didn't he? Mm-hmm. I believe I so. He didn't seek him out, but he did. If I remember right, he kind of manipulated the situation a little bit and made Nathan like agree to it. I think he also took advantage of the fact that he knew Nathan was desperate. But that's kind of what loan sharks do, though. They do. Nathan should have never freaking fallen for these antics or have agreed to it. And I also think this was kind of one of those parts to where you kind of like Dan because Dan did. I think Nathan went to Dan too late. I think if Nathan would have gone to Dan and said like, hey, you know, this guy is threatening me. He wants me to lose the game and explained everything kind of how he did later on. I think if he had done that earlier with Dan, I think Dan could have actually solved the situation a little bit more. But who wants to go to Dan and tell him anything? So I can't really blame Nathan for that either. Dante was just a bad guy. I mean, he not only manipulated Nathan, he ran over Haley, gave Lucas a heart attack because of it, damaged poor Nathan's nerves, I think, and his hands. Or no, was that? Yeah, because he punched, he he thought he killed him, right? Yeah. But also, you know, Dan, we had Dan going in there and like saving the day and taking the blame for this, even though. He was already dead when Nathan pulled him out of the car that we later find out. Nathan didn't kill him. But it was like a good moment to see Dan take up for Nathan and protect him when you really didn't get to see that too much before. Mm-hmm. So Dante did play the good villain. I mean, not the good villain. Dante did play a good villain. I, I agree. He was a terrible, terrible dude. He was a big villain. But from that storyline comes one of my favorite um, scenes with Nathan and that's when he looks into the stands and blindly throws the basketball and it goes straight in yep <laughs> every, I do love that scene. every single time I go yes 
And then yeah. I remember, oh, shoot, bad things are going to happen next. My number three, though, was Eric. Uh, Eric. D- Psycho Derek? Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> or Eric, as I like to call him sometimes. Psycho <laughs> Derek. <laughs> it has a nice ring to it. <laughs> Apparently. Who was your number three, Eve? Mine was Nanny Carrie. Okay. So my number two was X. Me too. Don't tell me you did one. Psycho Derek. Oh, okay. No, X was my, Xavier was my number one. That man almost gave me nightmares. He gave me nightmares too. That's why he was in the top three. The look in his eyes. (laughs) That's the dead face I'm talking about. Moly. That good. That actor deserves Mm -hmm. an award for playing Xavier. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything else. Good. I don't think I have either. I don't want to see him in anything else. I do feel bad for that actor because now every time, if, if I did see him somewhere else, I'd be like, Xavier! Everyone I'd probably away. scream and turn the TV off. <laughs> Guys, I figured out why I thought that Dante was Dimitri. Why? That actor played in a different show and his name was Dimitri. Oh, that's what show. Cute. Empire. No. Oh. I only watched a little bit of it and watch all of it. I mean, that Dante, was... Dimitri, they're similar ish in names as well. So, yeah. They start with the same first sound. <clears throat> yeah. But anyway, X. X. So he was psycho. And mm. what he did to Brooke and Sam, like, Jack, that alone, Tara. alone, that would have made him evil. Mm-hmm. But, but then he knowing that he killed Q, that's why he's on my number one list. Justice and he came for back. Q. Huh? And he came back. Oh. When I remember the first time I watched, I said, oh my God, he's back. Why is he back? They should not have brought him back, by the way. Well, I feel I, like that was a good ending for him after Brooke almost killed him. I don't I know. I think with se- I feel like with season nine, I don't understand the purpose of it. All it was was a season full of random stories that never fit together and i'm not even sure why they did season nine because james lafferty couldn't even could, couldn't even be in more than a handful of episodes which is why they had him kidnapped yeah that that was the whole they so. should have ended it at season eight and not have even tried to make a season nine the season eight finale would have been a great ending i know it would have been a great series finale but always drove me insane that's why i i need a rock wow I need to rewatch season nine just because I'm a true fan. And if I feel like a true fan, you should just watch them even if you don't like it. <laughs> but yes. All right. Well, that was number one. That was two for me. That was two. Oh, that was one for me. Eve, that your number one was Dan. My number one was Dan. Okay. My number one was Psycho right. Derek. So that's it. I think we actually kind of covered all of them too. Um, Anybody have an honorable mentions? Honor- yeah, I do. Okay, okay good. Go ahead, Eve. Now, before anyone comes at me and tells me how much they hate me for putting this person on my list, I need to explain. One of my honorable mentions is, let's be clear, season one, Nathan, because season one, Nathan, and seasons two through nine, Nathan, are two very different people. Absolutely. The way he treated Peyton at the beginning, if he ever treated Haley like that. I think Nathan would have disappeared mysteriously and never have been seen again. Haley would have gotten rid of him uh, much easier than that Dimitri did. 
Yeah. Like I, I, and I, no, I'm, I kind of agree with you. Nathan, season one, Nathan was a villain. And the reason I did add him to my honorable mentions is because, holy cow, that growth that he made just from the beginning of season one to the end of season one, incredible. I think that was a lot of Haley and Lucas though. Yeah, I was going to say, I really think that Lucas played a part in that and I mean, Haley too, but I think if Nathan and Lucas were like brothers, I think that he would have been a better person from the jump. But I think that because he was raised by Dan and Lucas was raised by Karen, Lucas was raised to be a better man. And I think that that kind of rubbed off on him then, like after he saw. You know, Nathan really did have Dan's back through what was like, I can't even think about like, what was the final straw that Nathan just gave up on Dan? Because it wasn't at the beginning. He would still like defend Dan when it came to Lucas. Now we all know he hated Dan, I, but I want to say when they found out that he's the one who killed Keith, but that sounds too easy. Was there something else? That's that okay. That was where my mind went to. I was like, I feel like that was the final straw, but I also feel like that was also that was like further along. And I feel like he kind of like lost hope in Dan, probably when he immense immense and in- emancipated himself. Thank you. I know the word. <laughs> I could not get it out. I don't know he- himself. I don't know. Even after that, though, he was still um, he, he was still defending Dan, even after he emancipated himself. Every once in a while, their relationship was obviously rocky. Wasn't it when he was so mean to Haley? Remember, he like he was calling Haley like all kinds of names and stuff. I don't remember that. I don't remember that specifically, but I mean, that makes sense. I mean, I'm. <laughs> It makes sense to me. It sounds like something Dan would do. Yeah. But yeah, no, like I, he... I'm trying to think because you remember like when Lucas started getting kind of close to Nathan and Nathan was like, no, he's a bad guy. Like you need to stay away from him. That was like before Keith died too. But see, I feel like to an extent, um, coming from someone that kind of has toxic parent parents, you want to defend your parents because those are your parents regardless of how bad you know that they are. Yeah. And I think that that's, that Nathan kind of had, in a way, like the Stockholm syndrome, kind of like he didn't see, like he saw how bad it was, but he didn't comprehend how bad it was. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but like he, he knew that what was going on was crappy, especially after he was with Haley and like Haley was like showing him like, this isn't how things have to be. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that's still your parents. And he was raised to respect his parents. And I think another thing, too, with, you know, Lu- Lucas and Nathan, you know, Nathan, well, let's start with Lucas first. With Lucas, it was always very black and white, his relationship with Dan. Mm-hmm. Dan is a terrible father. I'm done with him. That That's the end of that. But then with Nathan, things were all, there was always shades of gray where Dan was concerned. And because he was raised by Dan, and for a long time, he didn't know any different. You know, those shades yeah. of gray, they, those don't go away. I'm try- I, just, I just keep trying to think of what, what was like the break in the camel's back. Because I just don't feel like it was Keith. I feel like that was so far along. Because every time I watch, rewatched One Tree Hill, I also feel like Keith died way earlier than he does. You know, I feel like there are so many instances where... I think it did have something to do with Haley. I think it has something to do with Haley. Because Dan talked mean to Haley. I forget what he said, but like... Oh, 
No, that was, I think that was, at the, I think we're thinking about the, the beach house where he, she threw up all over him. Was that it? Did he talk bean to her then? I don't know. That was pretty funny. Love that scene. Well, she was drunk, so I'm not sure she cared if he was <laughs> mean to her. <laughs> there, was, but, there was lots of times, but I mean, also with the, like when Nathan was working at the uh, dealership and uh, Scott, Dan, like wouldn't allow him to they were in pretty bad terms then i don't know they went through hey, if so anybody in the group knows <laughs> they went through so many ups and downs it's really they hard did. to pinpoint anything so if anyone in the groups know was there like a specific point i'm sure that i'll probably rewatch and be like oh yeah there it was yeah you have to let us know when you figure out what it was because i'm very curious oh. now i will you guys i'm no i am not starting over till i'm done with nine <laughs> Like, maybe okay. start over again we'll see about that <laughs> no i'm already like halfway through eight <laughs> like i just gotta get through it you can do it and season nine is short so you'll be you can do it okay i have another honorable mention oh who deb deb i loved i loved deb okay let's get i this even straight. liked evil deb <laughs> i loved deb but she was a little villainous she was very manipulative. She was. And she was very condescending. And she, especially when she was on her pills, but like she was also hilarious. She was kind of like Dan when it comes to like being a villain, because like she was funny. But like the one thing that like really stood out to me when she was being like evil, I guess, kind of was like her and Dan's little face off with the election and how like they were just doing stuff to get underneath each other's skin. <laughs> that was hilarious. But like the stuff that she was doing, like there was so much thought in it and like premeditation, like that to me just puts her in to like a villainous spot because she, she literally like, there's so much thought behind the stuff that she would do. Man, when her and Karen got up there and messed with that billboard. <laughs> I love that. When she took her shirt off and stood up there in just that black bra, I was like, good Lord, I think I fell in love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's the one that set fire to Dan's shop and almost killed Dan, yeah. too. That's very true, actually. It is. True. I always forget she did that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Eve was making fun of me today because I forgot that Jimmy's not the one that actually killed Keith. Anyway, moving on. So that was all of our top 10 characters. So make sure to tune into our Facebook group, One Tree Hill Scott Family Fan Club. We can come over there, continue the conversation, keep us up on our toes, and answer the questions we asked in the podcast. And make sure to tune in every week for our podcast. We've got new episodes coming at you every week. Um, Do you agree with us? Do you not agree with us? Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Bye. 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 Loving our content? Subscribe to our YouTube channel and don't forget to share our podcast with your family and friends. We want to continue the conversation with you. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok under Fandom Family Chats or one of our ever-growing Facebook groups by searching Family Fan Club. We've also launched a website, Family Fan Club 2021 at Wixsite.com. You can email us there and keep checking it for announcements and merch coming soon. And of course, be sure to tune in every week for new episodes discussing all your favorite shows.